success. You want to know how people are successful and why they're successful? You want to know the X factor of success? We have a great book and a great guest who's a buddy of mine. Coming up next on Book Circle Online. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hello, and welcome to Books Are Go Online. I am James Lyle Jr. I'm your host, and I'm so glad to be back with you guys today. It's been a while since I've been on the network, and I'm so glad to be back. And I'm ready, and I have a great guest for you, and a great book to highlight and showcase. It's called Success Factor X, Inspiration, Wisdom, Advice from 50, I'm talking 50, of America's Best. And I'm telling you, it's about a diverse, diverse, it's about the diverse uh, lineup that's in this book. You're going to want to get it as soon as it comes out. It's on pre-order right now. We'll talk about all of that. My guest is somebody that when I call... He answers the phone. <laughs> I love this. And he's been on several shows with me on here on this network, on another network. He's been on my podcast. You know him from TV. You know him from movies, Karate Kid Part 3, of course, and other things. But, of course, Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, General Hospital. Those are also on the air. You haven't been on Days of Our Lives, have you? I haven't done Days. You haven't done Days. Hmm, there's no one left. Get him on Days. No. Um, and I'm just happy to He's a great guy, Sean Kanan. Hi, Sean. Thank you. It's so great to be back here with you. Oh, wow. Got a little cheer. A few cheers. A few I like cheers. it. I'll take it. <laughs> now, remember to follow us on, we're on, I, on, on, excuse me, we're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes under Bookstore Online. This interview will probably be on the top of the list because it's the latest one. You can go ahead and like, subscribe, share, comment, share it where people need to know about this stuff. And you can follow me at James Law Jr. We're all James Law Jr. are sold. At James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms. Just, I made it very easy for you guys. Now, first of all, this book is so good. We're going to show a cover of the book, of course. And you wrote it with Jill Lieberman, of yeah. course. And I mean, once I say I wrote it, compiled by with Jill Lieberman. We're talking, okay, I'm going to name these people, and I'm going to say it really fast. Jason Alexander, Brad Arnold, Corbin Burnson, Sarah Blakely, James Colin Bresick, Bobby Brown, Kimberly Brown, I love her. Yeah. Uh, Steve Burton. Harry Wayne, Casey, Casey. Casey I'm like, the Sunshine yes. Band, right? Oh, my God. That's my time period. Cindy <laughs> Cowan, Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. Fumio Demura, Jay Dobbins, Jennifer Finnegan. Yeah. Oh, my. You have a long history, uh, history with her. I'm, I'm my ex wife. I know. I'm bold. Not bold of you. I love it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Arande Gaddiston. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Eitzler. Or Itzler, is that Itzler, yeah. Okay, Dimitri James, Pat Johnson, Sean Johnson, you, of course. You, know, you had to add your two of cents course. in there, of course. Don King. Yeah. Okay. Martin Cove, of course. We'll talk about that later, too. Uh, Mike Krasuski. Uh, yep, Coach K. Yes, and then Jill Irene, of course. Kate Linder, mm-hmm. Dr. Sheikha Little, Ben Lively, Susan Lucci. Emmy winner, Susan Lucci. Right. <laughs> I love that. Um, Daryl McDaniels. Run DMC. I know, like, that's great. Right? That's, like, when I saw that, I was like, great. Prince Lorenzo D. Medici. Yeah, pr- pr- Prince Lorenzo de Medici. Medici. He's from the Medici, Medici family in Italy, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, I know Bone and Beautiful is big over there, too. Really big in Italy, yeah. yeah. really big in Italy. Andrew Niederman, John Pritkin, Forbes Riley, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. Eric Roberts. I met him. Ah, he's great. He has a great voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edie Rodriguez, Tristan Rogers, uh, Mike Rosen, Antonio Sabato Jr., mm-hmm. Gabe Sachs, Jonathan Sheck, which I remember him and a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Terry Shapert. Terry Scott Turner, Turner Schofield, who mm-hmm. I love. Uh, Scott Schwartz, Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Ken Shemrock, Jerry Springer. <laughs> I, I, I mean, boy, he's successful. Larry Walker, Michael Westmore, and Timothy Woodward Jr. Yeah. How did you choose these 50 people? <laughs> well, well, sorry, 48, because you and Jill are part of it. So 48 people. Well, we knew that we wanted to have an eclectic group. And uh, Jill and I took 
God, probably probably close to a year. And we uh, we reached out to all the people that we know. I mean, I've, I've worked in Hollywood for 30 yeah, years. Wow. Jill has got all sorts of connections yes. too. And we just thought about who we would really like. For me, you know, uh, Anthony Robbins was a no-brainer. He's been yeah. a mentor of mine for years. Uh, some of the people uh, I've, I've worked with, Steve Burton, obviously, um, Antonio Sabato, Jennifer yes. Finnegan. Yes. Uh, and we really wanted to have a diverse group to find out across the board if there are any common denominators with success. And one of the things that we discovered, which was really cool, is almost to an individual, none of these people define their success, uh, you know, with regard to external trappings of, you know, money and power and all those things. Although a lot of these people have that yeah, yeah. for them, really, uh, almost every one of them talked about it in terms of how they could inspire other people or, um, you know, the ability to kind of pay it forward. And that's what I thought was really interesting because ostensibly you say, what does a guy like Mark Cuban have in common with, you know, run DMC and you find out. This is interesting. My, my acting teacher, Roy London, used to always say this. Okay. He said, I have more in common with a successful plumber than I do with an unsuccessful acting teacher. Ooh, I like that. And, and the reason being that success leaves clues. I mean, Anthony Robbins says that. And it's it, you know the, the very same steps that take somebody who's an acting teacher to ascend to become successful. You're going to find a lot of the same steps uh, uh, that, that somebody who's a successful plumber will do. And, and this book really reaffirmed that. I, I, I was going to tell you this. I love... Um, when I read uh, magazines like Inc. or Fortune mm-hmm. or things, I love the sections where they have like 24 hours in a day of a CEO mm-hmm. or, you know, so I love finding, that's why I like about this book, I love finding out what make people tick. That's right. why I'm an, I'm an interviewer, I guess, and a host. I do that. I love finding out the inner workings of what makes them kind of who they are. Mm-hmm. And this book really does that. And like I said, a couple people I really, that I love, and I had on, I had on this show, of course, was Corbin Burnson. Yeah. They had a book out with his wife, Amanda, and a hilarious couple so, I mean, they've been it for a long time. They've been in the business yeah. for a long time. Right there, that's successful. I mean, right. to, to 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 have a, a marriage as long as uh, Amanda and Corbin have had mm-hmm. in Hollywood in itself is a huge success. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, before you do this book, did you think you knew what success was yourself? I mean, I mean, did you have the definition for you? Did you know what success was? You know, it, it's interesting that you asked me that because a lot of people say to me, well, why are you the guy – writing a book about success and that we should buy a book about success, Uh, especially when you look at some of the other participants, obviously the Mark Cubans and Anthony Robbins or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's in no way, shape or form. Am I putting myself on par uh, with, with some of the participants, but I consider myself to be a student of success. I'm fascinated by success. I'm fascinated with the processes that get people to uh, improve their lives. And so for me, uh, that's why I wanted to do this book. I wanted to bring uh, strategies to people that could help them improve their lives. Well, here's the thing. Success is not the same thing for For everyone. Everyone. But success is the same thing for successful people. Like, like you said, plumbers, organizers, a teacher. Right. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you can be successful on so many different levels. Just being in the well, business, like you said, just being in the business just so long and still booking gigs, that's success. It is. But also, you know, I think everybody has their own internal barometer mm-hmm. that defines what success is for them. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, uh, it's it's being, uh, you know, be, being a loving mother who's connected with their children and watching those children grow up and, and be successful. And that's success for that person. For other people, you know, it it, it is, um, you know, monetary success or the ability to reach a large audience or different things for different people. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you if you're able to achieve 
that thing that you internally um, think is your your level of success, then you're successful. You know, it's not the same for everybody. Right. So now, okay, so so many people obviously are your friends and people yeah. and, and, and colleagues that you've worked with. Right. So did you sit down when they say, okay, I mean, we want diversity. We want we want a wide range. Did you say, okay, I'm a list, like, did you list like 100 people and then whittle it down? People, did people you say? Know, we, we, we did go out to some other people. Some people, you know, here's the thing. Some of these people are so successful that we went out to, it's not easy getting a hold of them. I mean, you know, like, yes. you know Mark Cuban zipping around in his yeah, plane sure, and Anthony sure, Robbins no, is sure, busy right. doing all this. Yeah. And, and yet they so graciously uh, agreed to appear in the book. There were other people that we wanted in the book and we simply weren't able to get a hold of them because yeah. of scheduling. Yeah, so you can do you can do a second book or third. Book well, we have it. We have an idea for a follow up okay. one that we've been we've been toying with, yeah. which is which is going to people and saying, "What advice would you give to your younger self if you could sit your younger self down?" Uh, and I think that'd be really interesting. I'm thinking about that right now. I'm thinking myself. I'm thinking just on a side note. I'm thinking myself. I tell myself that uh, I that I will survive. Yeah, I think no, because when you're younger. And you probably remember this. Everything is so dire. Everything right. is so angsty. Everything yeah, is so. Yeah. I have journals from back <clears throat> back in the day, and um, yeah, I'm like, wow, poor James Law Jr. Back in the day was really just like having a hard time. <laughs> and I just tell you, it's gonna be okay. You're gonna yeah. be okay. You're gonna get. Th- you're gonna get through it. That relationship's not that important, or that job isn't that important. You're, you're gonna. That, right. I feel like when we first start out, everything is that that one job is going to be everything and when it doesn't happen or falls through you fall apart right but longevity i always say as long as you drive down the street you'll have a gas station at some point that's true that's Stay true i think i think for me the advice that i would give my younger self is you're enough Ooh, okay you know i think when we're young and maybe this is also um you know has a has a intersection to what you're saying is i think when you're younger you tend to push yep and and i think success and, and, and coolness and all of that is not how much you show, it's how much you know. And it's kind of yeah, leaning back instead of leaning into it. And it has taken me, I'm 52, <laughs> and man, let me tell you, I, I struggle with this daily. And it's funny, you know, it, it, it transcends not just to, for me, not just in my personal life, but also, you know, I, 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 I have to be careful with my acting not to do that. Because sometimes, mm. you know, as actors, uh, you know, we get a little overly demonstrative and you realize that, that, Less really is more uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. But do you think for you, because you are an actor, is that, I mean, can you not help yourself sometimes with the, with the you know, looking at steam, looking at yourself? Because, I mean, you're always, because you're being judged all the time for various reasons. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I think that's the difference between being an actor and a model, though. I mean, you know, when, okay. when you're an actor, you really have to get out of any sense of self-consciousness and worrying about other people observing you because that's dead. That's, 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 that's death in a scene. Whereas when I think you're a, a model, you know, somebody who's one of these, you know, you know, um, beautiful cover girl models, uh, or guys on GQ, um, it's all about getting someone to look at you mm-hmm. where, whereas really, you know, as an actor, you're, you're playing the truth of the scene. Mm-hmm. I, Makes sense. Okay, yeah. makes sense. You, you, you very much have to be present whenever you're acting, and you're, you're trying to give to the best of whatever that. Right, that but you're, you're you're working with the person that right. you're in the scene with. You're not playing right. to the audience watching you. That's right. what I mean. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense in acting. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so now you you inter- I mean these people. I mean, I mean just I mean these great people. Um, like Kimberly Brown, like Casey. I mean, I'm looking at because I'm looking at the the um, the musicians and right. at the actors especially. Right. We'll get to the other people, of course, first, but the. They have a very interesting thing because it's art. It's art. Yeah, you guys are artists. Yeah. 
So I'm sure success probably meant one thing at one time, and then as you stay longer, Absolutely. it morphs, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know what's funny about life is is I, I think I think that life moves in a circular motion, mm-hmm. and you tend to view and pass the same benchmarks at different places in your life and they mean different things you know one of the one of the analogies i really like is you know and and i didn't come up with this i think i read it somewhere Uh, sometimes i think i come up with things i realize i read it Um, but you know why why do we watch our favorite movies again and again i mean i've seen the godfather 50 times you know because the movie doesn't change right no but the eyes with which we see it change because our experiential reality changes and you you watch a movie at, at at 50 say that that you saw when you were maybe twenty five, yeah. and it's like a whole different film. Yeah, yeah. When I look at when I look at um, Stand by Me, speaking of somebody, I love that seen, movie. Which I've seen a million times. Right. I saw things differently than I did when I saw it originally when I was a teenager when it first came sure. out. Um, I see, I, <laughs> teenager, see, right? Yeah, I, I went to the theater and saw that, folks. I mean, when it You're came aging out. us, man. I know. I'm like, oh, I'll be 15 in a few months. But no, I saw it in the theater and I loved it. Yep. But seeing it later and actually seeing it with my kids, was it made it, it was a different perspective. Just kind of seeing it through their eyes as a different time period. And I'm older now and being a not being a boy watching, being a man watching. Right. Yeah, you're right. I saw things that were very different. Mm. Catching There's certain songs now, too, that I'll hear certain songs. I'm like, I hear it differently now right? than I did Absolutely. When, I was, when I was younger, when it was hot when I was younger. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so true. Um, but I just, I, now you also have people in here, I mean, like Don King. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's some really, really interesting yes. people in here and there's people that are household names yes. like Don King, yeah. but also there's some amazing people in yes, here right. that you don't really know who they are. Uh, mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, Jay Dobbins, yes. uh, wrote a best-selling book called No Angel. Jay is an ex-ATF agent who infiltrated the Hells Angels and brought down one of their chapters. Wow. And he is one of the most amazing, uh, uh, brave, intense, interesting guys. Guys, I know. If you look at him, Jay looks like an outlaw biker, but he is a highly decorated ATF agent who's got this amazing, amazing story. Uh, my friend Terry Shapert uh, is uh, an, an ex Green Beret uh, uh, sergeant who has seen you know more than twenty years of duty in combat. And you know, I'm always fascinated with guys in the military yeah. because what it takes to be that oh, kind yeah. of individual and to go through that kind of training. Uh, you know, absolutely, there's lessons about success. Uh, Larry Walker, who's a pal of mine, who's going to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame probably oh, wow. in the next couple of years, yeah. batting champion, uh, yeah. over 300 home runs. Yeah. You know, the, the, the level of discipline and focus that it takes to play at that elite level. So there's so many different people. Yes, yes. You know, Scott Turner Schofield we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's a, who's a trans, transgender actor, yes. uh, um, and I, I worked with Scott uh, on The Bold and the Beautiful, yes, and he is just such an amazing, inspirational I guy, did. terrific actor. I and I wanted to have people in this book that not everybody knew. And so when you're flipping through this, you go, wow, that's as interesting a story as somebody as amazing as Mark Cuban, who most people know his story. Um, One other guy that I think is just terrific is we've got Mike Westmore. Uh, Mike Westmore uh, did all of the, um, the makeup effects for Star Trek. And he's, he's, uh, he's just an incredibly interesting guy who's worked in Hollywood for years and years. So some of these, some of these individuals people are going to look at for the first time mm-hmm. and really pull something from their stories that I think they're going to be able to relate to. I know, and, and, and I agree with you. When you talk, I talk to people who are not famous, quote, right. I mean, I'm doing air quotes, they're famous, 
you get some of the most interesting stuff out of sure. them. Sure. They have insight. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> real people. Right, right. Real people. Right. It's like they're real people. They have, they yeah. have great insight. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you talk to Kimberly Brown, of course, who ran for office this yes, she year. she did. Yeah. While she was also on Bold and Beautiful, doing she was doing both. She Wait, didn't have enough to do. She needed to run for office <laughs> and be on a show. I know. And she's and she's got kids. Right, she, right. I mean, Kimberlyn's Kimberlyn's phenomenal. And what a lot of people don't know about Kimberlyn is she's also a very very successful uh, businesswoman. Yes. You know, she's not just this actress who decided to run for office. She is whip smart. And she's focused and dedicated. Yep. And whether you agree with her politics right. or not is is irrelevant. Yeah. You know, to have the bravery to decide to throw your hat in the ring in what is almost inevitably inevitably going to be a hostile environment because you're 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 almost assured of pissing off fifty percent of the people. <laughs> yes. And uh, you know, I I just thought that she she's. A remarkable individual, and I'm very proud to call her my friend, and, and she gives some excellent advice. I always say that uh, politics and soap opera writing are the same. <laughs> You're going to make somebody upset. You're going to make somebody, I mean, somebody, some party artists going to go, right. but I think AJ should be with Liz. I think AJ should be with Carl. Like, and they both revolve around scandal, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I think I always say that. It's like, I would never want to be a soap writer, and I never want to be a politician. Mm-hmm. I can't do any of that, um, any of both those things. That's great. Um, now, and you also, so interviewing, I mean, you have a prince in here. Yeah, uh, Prince Lorenzo de Medici yes. is uh, a, a good friend of my, uh, me, my, me and my wife, and he is such an interesting guy. He is truly a Renaissance man. He's right. a painter, uh, a direct descendant of uh, Lorenzo il Magnifico. Uh, they invented uh, banking. Oh, wow. uh, which started in Siena in Italy. I think it was probably around the 1500s. Wow. And, uh, you know, these guys were the, um, they worked with Leonardo da Vinci. Wow. I mean, they worked with some of the ma- most amazing yeah. uh, um, people in history, uh, especially in European history. And he's he's got, again, a- another guy that people might not know who he is. Yeah. And when you start reading about him, just fascinating. That is amazing. So you saw, you saw about the X Factor. Mm. I mean, I've heard other things called the it factor or this right. thing. Like, so how do you come up with the X factor? And what does that mean? So if the lay person out there is like, what does X factor mean? I, you know, I, I think the X factor is that indescribable, mm-hmm. um, difficult to, like pinpoint. To, 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 to pinpoint, but we all know it when we see it. Yep, you know, when somebody walks in the room, and I'm not just talking about somebody who's got physical beauty right. because that's right. easy. Right. But when somebody walks in a room and they emanate... Uh, a charisma. They they emanate a kindness. They emanate an intelligence that isn't. Let me show you how smart I am. But there's this famous story. Uh, I'm probably going to screw this up, but it's about Benjamin Disraeli. Okay. And I think he met with the Queen of England, and I think she said something to the effect of she met some other guy and said, I think he's the smartest man I ever met. And then she met with Disraeli and she said, you know, he helped me to believe that I was the smart, you know, it's, it's about, it's about what they emanated to her that she, she felt as if she was at her absolute best talking to him. And, uh, I don't think you can always pinpoint what that X factor is, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, Good acting and bad acting. It might be difficult to describe, but man, you sure know it when you see it, right? <laughs> that that part is very true. Yeah. And sometimes bad acting's fun. Sometimes <laughs> it may not be on purpose, but it's kind of fun. Right. But um, well, I mean, I mean, I definitely think you have it. Obviously, bad acting. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm, uh, I don't walk right. I, I didn't even mean to set that up. I did. Uh, but no, you have the, you have that because I remember when I first met you. Like this point, three four years ago, I met yeah. you. You, I mean, you were very charismatic and just like you, and like, you know, what I got, what I got off of you is, and he's in this book, folks, so you can hear what he, somebody yeah. says in there too, but you're somebody who gets it. 
Oh, thank you've been, you. You've been in the business. You've been in the business for a while. You said oh, thirty boy. years in the business. Yeah. Like, but you just like you get it. Like, you know, you know how to do interviews. You know how to sell things. You know, what I mean, you just, you just, you just I mean, but you know, what I mean, like some people don't know how to do that, and they, they, or they, or they're holding back, or they're, yeah. or they're tight, or whatever. Like, no, you're like, I'm Sean. I'm like here. You know, I, I was thinking about this on the way over here. If I, I was anticipating you asking me what, what is, what is my sort of secret to success, my <laughs> best advice, and what, what occurred to me? There are a couple things, but okay. one of them is you got to be in touch with your authentic self. I mean, you gotta know, you gotta know who you are Mm -hmm. and you put it out there and, and people get it or they don't. And, you know, for me, it's about being kind and trying to inspire people. But, um, you know, uh, like Popeye said, I am who I am, you know? Well, my thing is with the one going with that piggyback off of that. Being your authentic self doesn't that help even help you in your business because like, you're a business. Sure. Sean Kane is a is a business. Sure. Does that help you market yourself better to jobs and gigs and speaking engagements or whatever? I mean, does that help you? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, I, and listen, I think people. I mean, most people, almost all people, can sense when you're being either intentionally or unintentionally insincere or inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, we're both, uh, we're both edging up there. We're, we're no longer, we're no longer the young ingenues, darling. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and I was saying to you, you what, what, what gets better about getting yes, older? Right. And the thing is that, you know, uh, hopefully you become more comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And that's, let me tell you, I, I don't know how, how much I tell my wife all the time. I, I don't know if you would have married me when I was 20. No, right. No, seriously. I know. I understand, I understand that. You I, know? Understand, and I, I mean, understand that. And, yes. it's, and it's something I'm still kind of working on and learning. Yeah. But um, it, it just comes down to feeling more comfortable in your skin because you know who you are. And hopefully by the time you reach our age, you like who you are because chances uh, are it ain't going to change a whole lot. No. Right? <laughs> you're, 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 I, no, I know you, everything you're saying. I mean, like, well, what is one thing you think that was kind of, we won't even say negative, but just something that when you were younger, when you were in your youth, that you have actually evolved out of now? <sighs> you know, I think about that sometimes. I, I was never... I always tried to be nice and decent to okay. people and kind because that's how I was raised. I, I think something that I've worked on a lot, and again, I'm still working on it, is is and it was a lot worse. Was I was I was a lot more defensive and reactive when I was young. Okay, uh, and you know, I think we 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 that's a manifestation sometimes of the slings and arrows that we endure when we're young. Um, I've talked about this a lot. I'm very involved with, um, uh, with a charity called Buddha bullying. Um, when, when I was a kid, I was bullied when I was a young, young kid and it was, it was pretty severe. Um, and uh, you know, I think that's something that for a long time, uh, I carried around with me. And then, you know, as I, as I got older and I started taking karate and I sort of got out of my, you know, um, uh, awkward phase into becoming more of a young man, some of that dissipated, but you know, you still look in the mirror and sometimes you see that little eight year old kid that's getting chased home from school by the bullies. The scars can last a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And you know, I, I, that's for me, one of my biggest pet peeves is I just, I can't stand cruelty yeah. and incivility. I really, uh, 
that really bothers me. And I think that's something that really, I, I know I'm segueing a bit here, but it really needs to be addressed with our, our younger generation. You know, there's a lack of civility. I don't know if every generation says that about I the know, younger, I know, I know. Yeah, it's like an old man like, now. Hey, get off my lawn, exactly, you kids. Now, yeah, yeah, now bastards. we're old men. <laughs> exactly. Now we're old men now. Back in our day, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, when we had but, televisions yeah. with no remote controls. You know, yeah. I just think it's. I just think yeah. we have got to learn to stop being divisive and vilifying yeah. each other, and just treat each other with some common respect and civility. Even if you don't, you don't agree with somebody, it doesn't mean that the essence of their being is mm. is is vile. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think part of your success factor just from as an outsider who's followed your career, is that you get asked back on shows. I mean, like, you I mean, you were asked back on General Hospital for all those years. <laughs> Man, that's something I thought would never okay, happen. Okay, <laughs> and you got asked back. So that tells me that obviously they liked you. Like, like you, didn't, you didn't burn a bridge. And Bold and Beautiful, you got oh, I think I, I think I set detonation to that bridge, but they still had <laughs> they brought you, But they still brought you in. I saw, I, right, that's, still, right. that's still some kind of success. No, they, I was, still, uh, they still felt like Sean is viable. I was very honored they brought yes. me back. You know, I was very uh, I was very touched they brought me back. It was for the 50th anniversary yes. of the show, which was, mm-hmm. you know, a really special time to be back there and yeah. so i i am absolutely grateful to frank valentini and everybody who brought me back there and yeah. uh it was uh it was it was a good time but i was saying again you're you're on bold and beautiful people also ask for you so it's yeah. like it's kind of funny so it's funny that i mean to me your part of your success is that you're still thought of in high regard and i still thought it was being viable on these shows that are continuous shows yeah because some characters come and go i mean they come and no one thinks about them ever again right but your characters are always still talked about Wow. Deacon and AJ are always talked about. <laughs> yeah, well, they they were really terrific characters. And it, was, it must be yeah. amazing. You created two characters that like. Well, I didn't create well, them. Didn't I didn't create them. But, but I mean, you I was fortunate them. enough to yes. play them. You know, Brad Bell created Deacon, yes. and you know was was kind enough to. Uh, to let me play that character. And AJ had been around for, you know, AJ had been around since he was a little kid. I know, but you made it your own. I'm sorry. I, I don't care it's my show. I can say that. You made it your own. Well, thank and you, man. You, I appreciate but you, but you're, that. But you're the one they had. They didn't ask, uh, was it Gerald Tompkins back? Whatever. They asked you back on the show. So I'm saying, well, that means, that I'm means, flattered. that goes with the success part. So you mean, that's, that's, that's the X factor. That's your X factor is that, that these shows, the producers and writers are like, yes, we want Sean back on the show as his character. We're going to write for him because a lot of people do not get that. No, they don't. They just they don't. don't. I've been very, very fortunate. I really have. They just don't get this. So I'm, I'm giving it to you. you can Thank take you. It. I'll take it. take it and run with it. Just take it and stuff. And people keep asking about, about you being on Bold and Beautiful or whatever, I, and it's all the time. I'm I like, know. I get it all the time. So, you know, I, mean, I think a lot of it is the scheduling. I mean, yeah. you know, Bold and Beautiful is the, the smallest cast uh, in daytime. Yeah. And I think they've got like 22 minutes of right. canvas. Right. And uh, so, you know, um, I think hopefully at the at the right point in time, uh, I'll get the opportunity to come back again. Yeah. I, I would I think there's a lot of unfinished story with Deacon. And, uh, you know, how long can this guy languish in prison? Right. And his <laughs> and, and his daughter had a baby that yeah. she didn't know about. And the Wayne Brady be... stole or something yeah, I heard, I right? Like how crazy is that? It was Wayne Damn you, Wayne. <laughs> It was Wayne. Brian Brady's character, he means, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so okay, so with this book, when you guys, you know, compiled all, all yeah. these all these people and stuff, um, were there a couple of aha moments for you and just in general when you you looked at your list and go, Okay, I got all these people and it's good. What what were some things that came to mind for you after you after you kind of said, Okay, we have we have a book. We have a book. We're going to produce well, that, that that in itself was an aha moment. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Because I'll, I mean, you know, 
obviously I'm, I'm forever grateful to all our participants, Yes, but it was like hurting kittens. I mean, it's like, can I get your picture? Can I get your release? Can I get your bio? Can I get your submission times 48? I mean, <laughs> yes. You know, so it was, it was, it was a lot of work. And unfortunately yeah. I've got a really uh, terrific partner in Jill Lieberman. Yeah, she's good. Uh, she's, 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 she's great. She's great. So, great. um, you know, I, I I think the aha moments were, first of all, wow, some of these people are going to agree to do this. And I was really blown away uh, that they, they would be willing to do it. And I think some of them, I felt, did it as as a favor to me. And, and I was really touched by that. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I was I was really you know I I had the opportunity to read all of their submissions, yes. and I learned a lot. I want to say you probably and have, so yeah. um, you know you know even from uh, you know Steve Burton and Steve and I've been very close for years mm-hmm. and have shared a lot of the same experiences. And even reading S- Steve's story, there was stuff that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it, I think it brought me closer to some of the people that I know personally. Um, Good. You know, Tristan Rogers, Jennifer yeah. Finnegan. Yeah. And, and, and the people that I don't know well, uh, I was really interested to hear their story and learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, cause everybody has, there's a lesson. I always say that education doesn't stop till you die. Absolutely. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You know, you, you, you have to always remain the student. Mm-hmm. I think I that's that. part of success. That's, I, I agree with that completely. I'm always learning stuff from people. And I think people say, I know everything already. I'm fine. I'm like, you're, you're not fine. You don't know everything. Yeah, I think anybody who says that needs to reevaluate yeah. that a little bit. Well, because so, you're doing karate. You're, actually, he does karate, folks. <laughs> and I, if you, you see his post, he's out there doing it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, at, at doing karate at this age, how does it feel? Like, like spiritually, <laughs> mentally. How's it, I mean, I mean, physically, it's not a different story. But like spiritually, you know, mentally, what does that feel? You know, martial arts is something that I've been involved with off and on all my life. Yeah. Uh, it's been something that has been important to me. Um, it, it's taught me discipline. It's taught me humility uh, and can, compassion, I think, too. And so uh, it's something that I always find myself returning to in one sort of incarnation or another. Why do you, you think know? that is? Why do you keep returning to it? What is it? What's the draw? What's the draw? I mean, why? Why do you find you're drawn? I think, I think when it? I was when I was 13 years old, I started studying martial arts okay. uh, with my teacher William Stoner in in Pennsylvania, and I was an undisciplined kid. I, I was just coming out of that phase, or still in that phase, where I was getting bullied. Uh, I needed some direction, uh, and I was given it, uh, and it was it was strict, and it was hard, and it was difficult, and uh, I I kind of was able to see appreciable growth in myself as I was doing it. And looking back, I, I recognize what a profound impact martial arts has had on my life. Mm. And it's, it's always, I guess, been um, a source of stability for me. Okay. A, a source okay. of, I do, I do well when I have structure. Okay. And it's okay. a source of structure for me. Okay. Uh, I like the camaraderie. I like, I like, uh, the philosophy generally that goes with martial arts. So, um, you know, my, my, uh, uh one of my martial arts teacher, teachers, uh, Master Fumio Demora, mm-hmm. uh, is in the book. Yeah. Uh, he is truly one of the most exceptional people I've ever met. He was Pat Maruda's stunt double in all the Karate Kid films and really was the, the model for Mr. Miyagi. Wow. 
Yeah, so um, really, really incredible. Uh, Pat Johnson, who was the choreographer for all the Karate Kid movies, is in it. Pat was captain of Chuck Norris's demo team uh, in the 60s. He's a ninth-degree black belt. Uh, and these are the guys that I looked up to Yeah, and uh, you know, can't believe that I'm in a book with them. Do you know Chuck Norris? Uh, yeah, I worked with Chuck on uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, which was, again, I was like, you know, I, I'll never forget this. This is a good story. Oh, my God. So I remember I was about 13 years old, and my dad must have met Chuck Norris somewhere, and he brought me a picture of Chuck Norris throwing a kick, and it said, keep on kicking, Sean. And I mean, I was wow. like beyond, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Th- 13, oh, yeah. I got a picture oh, yeah. of Chuck Norris. Yeah. Years later... Uh, you know, I arrive on set and Chuck's there and he's like, Sean, it's so great to have you here. I got to do a fight scene with Chuck Norris oh, wow. and Frank Stallone. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was surreal. I mean, it was yeah, like, sure. this guy was my, ch- one of my childhood <laughs> idols. You know, I grew up on the, you know, you know, the octagon, Lone Wolf McQuaid, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, Game of Death, which yeah. he was in with uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to, to be working with him, just yeah. amazing. So, yeah. Did you show him the poster? <laughs> I did not. I did I not show him that. Sure, no, sure, I, no, I sure didn't. No, no, okay, so my little quick story. That happened with me with Chica Darbo, uh, which is a friend of ours, which you're doing a mm-hmm. dinner with uh, June yes, 22nd. Yes, I am. Right? June 22nd, yeah. Yes. Patrika and I are doing a dinner for the fans. Uh, it's the same uh, uh, night that there's the Bold and Beautiful fan event. We're doing it afterwards. It's going to be a really elegant, intimate dinner uh, with myself and Patrika, and it's a chance for fans to kind of really get to know us yeah. as as people, uh, rather I, than the I, characters. Well, when I'm friends with Patrika, so, and I and I'm friends with you, of course. But I'm friends yeah. with Patrika, and I love her. I mean, just I mean, she's to pieces. She, she and I were thinking. We were trying to figure it out. We have probably done. I don't know, seven or eight projects together. We've done, I don't know, we've done two or three films together. Yeah, we've yeah. done, I mean, Step by Step we yes, did together yes, with Suzanne. Did, yes, so, I mean, yes. so many things. Yeah, yes. so she's a, I love Patrika. She's a hoot and a holler. Well, she say. is. She is. And she's very, I mean, I've interviewed her so many times on the show. She's she's so smart about the yeah, business, about yep, the business. Yeah, um, you know, and Emmy winner, of course. But I when I first, when I first met her, about three or four years ago, mm-hmm. I had a picture of me and her at, a, at the Emmys from 1999. Wow. I grabbed her really quick. Gave her a hug and said, "You just so I love you as Nancy on Days of Our Lives." Oh. She took a picture with me; it was a great picture. And then I never saw her again. So I was able to give her the picture. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my, my hair is red." He's like, yeah, I just had to hear her say it right now. My hair is red back, really red back then. And we and we took an updated picture, and I gave her one. The next time I saw her, with both of us, both twenty years apart, right. and she's sitting on her um, on her piano. Oh, and I saw her in an interview, and she was like, "Yeah, this, this, this one of my friends gave a picture of us from twenty years ago." I'm like, "That's yeah, me, that's incredible. me." And I said, "But talk about another person who you want to go to this dinner, folks. It's going to be really good. Another sweetheart, authentic, yeah, authentically what you herself. See is what you get, yeah. what you see is what you get, absolutely." And she's she's a working actress too, but she's oh, out yeah. there working. She's terrific. Um, but that's coming up. But um, you know, I, I just I just think that you guys have this great thing, and you've done you've done it. You had a book before, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not your first book right but giving birth to this book how's it feel it's now it's, it's about to kind of it's, it's done you know it's it's exciting it's funny you say giving birth because <laughs> when we when we finally knew that the book had gone to press i called jill up and i said we just gave birth to a bouncing baby book because <laughs> i mean i'm telling you it yes. was you know a lot of stuff to to take yes. care of and you know you know, issues with photos where we thought they had the right resolution and they uh, didn't, and you yeah, blah, 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 you know, all yeah. this 11th hour stuff. Yeah. And we pulled it together. And, you know, anytime you get a movie made in Hollywood, that's a big deal. Yes. Uh, a, a book is probably just slightly under that. So, well, tell people, I mean, this is not just a regular, like, you wrote a story and you're right. putting it out. This is compilations of people's stuff. So it must be even harder. Yeah, we, you know, Jill and I don't say that we authored this book. Right. We say compiled, compiled because like really the true authors of this book are our amazing particular. 
participants yeah. who each wrote their own stories. That being said, you know, Jill and I both wrote our own uh, submissions. We yes. wrote the forward. We wrote the after. You know, we we did a lot of writing in yeah, the book. Yeah, we did. But yeah, it was a lot of work. Wow, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's amazing. I mean, just, it just it's so amazing. Now you know I have to ask because everybody in the whole entire world yep. was asking me because I want to tell you folks, there's a video out there from when he was on one of my shows, and I asked him, I showed him Karate Kid Part Three scene that I loved. It was just hilarious, and him commenting on it, and it's gotten like now it's at eighty six thousand views. Wow, I and mean, it's that's the largest amazing. I think I've ever done in, in terms of of one of my own videos. Cobra Kai season three. Well, I mean, you know, at this point, I have no idea whether or not that's going to happen. Um, first of all, I, I've been following uh, what the critics are saying about season two, oh, yeah. and apparently oh. they love it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be in uh, season three. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, you know, I've gotten so much outreach from fans uh, yeah. about Mike Barnes. Yep. Um, was that amazing that you did this movie like yeah, over 30 years 30 ago? 30 years like, I mean, ago. I mean, well, you know, this year's actually the 30th anniversary of Karate Kid oh 3, 30 God. years ago. Good night, everybody. Um, and now I'm but, officially right, right. Good night. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to do it. It would be really terrific to uh, to work with uh, Billy and Ralph. And yeah. uh, Marty Cove, who's in the book, yes. uh, is doing, I don't know, he's doing like eight or ten episodes this yeah, this yeah. season. I saw the, I saw the trailer. Terrific, it was good, yeah. So, yeah. But, but, but it just must feel, I mean, again, that's to me the X factor of your success for you is that someone thinks of you for a project the fans right. are saying i think sean should be in this project to me that's success that's, that's, also that's amazing whether I mean, you're in it or yeah, not that's, that's still success right it, it really is it's so someone it, thinks about you after you know all that time you know the fans for the karate kid franchise are extremely loyal and they've been extremely supportive so you know fingers crossed i hope it happens well it's a big hit i mean the first season was a huge hit now you also get to have another i what i call a boy her dream i think a lot of us boys would love this you became a comic book character yeah. Yes. Uh, wow. So uh, I, I finished a film uh, this past December, uh, and it's based on a graphic novel called wow. Veronica, and, which was created by name. by uh, musician Glenn Danzig. I love Glenn Danzig. Yeah. So back in the Glenn day. Oh, is, yes. Glenn's a really interesting guy. Glenn, I'm sure he is. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> yes. uh, Glenn wrote uh, this this comic book, and he also directed the film. And he's he's a terrific director. You know, I got on set, and wow. I didn't really I didn't really know what to expect. Right? To expect, he's a musician primarily, right. and Glenn runs his own camera. He knows about lighting. He knows what he wants, and it wow. was uh, terrific working with him. Um, uh, the the one caveat was they said, look, you got to shave your head. And I said, of course I would, because that's what the character looks like. So I said, of course, I'll shave my head. And, you know, until you do it, you don't know what your head looks yes, like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> fortunately, it was OK. It's fine. And more fortunately, it's growing back slowly <laughs> yes. but surely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I always think I want to be a comic, a comic yeah. book or something. It'd be kind of fun because, we're you know, we're boys. I mean, girls, too, like it also. And we're, right. and we're having old Captain Marvel do really well, that kind of stuff. But like for us, I think we kind of fun to be in a. So as a comic book character, even a voice or whatever it is, it'd be yeah, kind of fun. it was it was really cool. I uh, I played a character named Sergeant Anders, who's this very hard boiled homicide detec- detective, and he kind of talks with a voice like this. Like and uh, yeah, I had a good time. Is is it fun doing uh, like voice work? Um, you know, I don't. Is it harder? I, I don't do a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. Um, you have a great voice. Too. Oh, you thank do, you. you. Yeah, I you know. Um, I think it's I think it's fun when you can take a character and play something that's uh, uh, a little tangential to what you normally do as an actor and create kind of a voice and you know a little bit of a different persona. And because this 
this is a comic book, a graphic novel, you know, it's, it's bigger, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's for me, I wanted to sort of take a chance and play the character a little, uh, actually a, a lot different than who I am. So I'm excited to see it. Oh my God. Yeah. Do, do we know what's coming? You said, do we know what's coming out? I don't know. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, most of the time films take like yeah, six months to do the post-production and everything yeah. like that. So they'll let me know. Uh, yeah. actually my friend, uh, James Cullen Bresick, who is in the book, mm-hmm. uh, was the producer and James has directed, right. uh, he's directed half a dozen movies. So it, it's always fun when you get a chance to work with friends. But isn't that the thing nowadays too, is that people in Hollywood like to work with people that they know? Sure. Uh, yeah, because I think, I think there's so much on the line that generally mm. people like to work with other people that they know are proven commodities. Yes. If not proven commodities, box office wise, at least proven commodities as far as, hey, I've worked with this person before and I know that they're going to get the job done. He'll show up. Yeah. So He'll know his lines. This is my, I think it's my third movie with James. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And that, to me, that I tell all the time, so people like, you know, they know you'll show up and do your, they know your right. lines and they know you can act. <laughs> They may, but no, seriously, there's people who like you don't show up and have problems and get to take 30, 40 takes on something. Like, they know that you'll come in and do it. You have that soap opera experience. Yeah. Especially, I, you, you know, um, you gotta, you gotta for, do it. for better or for worse, soap operas really are the gym for learning how to, you know, learn voluminous amounts of dialogue. Yeah. You know, you do a movie, you're going to shoot eight pages a day, right, maybe. Right. You know, in a soap opera, we shoot. F- f- 80 pages a day. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It's amazing that they get out as many shows as they do a year. Yeah. No, seriously. I tell, I tell fans all the time, calm down. It's not easy. Sometimes, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You know, or sometimes there, you know, inconsistencies happen. It just happens. Yeah, they do a yeah. lot of shows. It's like doing unrehearsed plays, I guess, over and over again every day or something. Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, there's a, there's a show for almost every weekday of yeah. the year and if christmas falls on a weekday you gotta have a show for christmas right so they you know usually we would do a show and a half sometimes two shows a day so they could bank their shows um i'm just a little a little lower note i, I want to mention this because I, i'm all about mental health and just uh, yeah. and stuff we both had a friend we just lost christoph yeah. st john yeah and uh, you actually went to the the funeral correct? i did i didn't just a guy to work but he has to go but give me one funny thing about Christoph, that you remember, either it could be Offset or Onset, because you worked with them a little I, bit. Well, I mean, you know, Christoph and I did a film together. Yeah. We did we did Carpool Guy that uh, uh, Corbin Burnson directed, yeah. and Christoph played a gay character, and he had to spend the better part of a day in a Speedo, <laughs> and um, Rick Hurst's character... Rick! So Christoph's hanging out with Rick Hurst's wife, played by... Um, who played it? Uh, Lorley Bell. Lorley Bell, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, Lorley Bell. Okay, so... Yeah. Rick comes home and he sees Kristoff there in a speedo and refuses to believe that Kristoff's character is gay. And so Kristoff proceeds to put about a, I'm going to go a good 60 second lip lock on Rick. And, you know, Kristoff, the guy, you know, he just, he had a light about him. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I knew him for years. Uh, we weren't super close friends, but we traveled together. We worked together and we, we spoke. Yeah, and it was it, it. It's it's just tragic. It's tragic, yeah. obviously for him, but you know for his for his children and for Mia and yeah. and for all of us that loved him and his fans. Um, he was a very special guy. He had the X Factor. 
Yes, he did, without a doubt. Completely. And it's funny, when I first met him was at the at an Emmys, and I posted that picture online and everything, and I talked about it, um, about me and him. And, and I said to him, when, I first, when he first saw me in my purple suit, he said, you're bringing it back like Prince. <laughs> and then he saw me in the credit card, and I said, I, I am, I'm here. And then, and then later, we actually were b- backstage um, yeah. with the press area, and I walked over to him, I said, welcome back, because he had they took some time off, you know, stuff. And he was, like, so touched, I said, welcome back, for yeah. some reason, it hit him. Yeah. And we talked for about... 15, 20 minutes, just me and him. No cameras, no stuff. We made a connection. And I was like, this guy is the, he's the bomb. He's just, yeah. he's so good. He's been around since he was a kid. He was doing kid, he was a kid actor. Oh my God. You know, they played a, they played a reel of his work. Uh, uh, so much at the work. funeral. And I mean, they have him d- doing an episode of Happy Days. Yes, he's happy, he was Happy Days. Yes. I mean, Bad News Bears. Yes. I mean, and here's the thing he did stuff that I didn't know it was him <laughs> that I watched as a kid. Oh, and when funny. I was watching, I didn't know that was him in uh, Happy Days. Yes. And I, I mean that's that was my steez happy yeah, days. So I grew up on it. So when I watched it, I was like, I totally remember his yeah. character Booker mm-hmm. Brown. Yes, you know, uh, yes. Uh, you know, you said you said he he really connected with you. I think that was one of Christoph's biggest talents is that when you spoke to him, you really felt yes. like he, you know, his soul was reaching out to you yes. and he was connecting with you. Yes. And it wasn't he was a star. No. And it wasn't you know, and it, it wasn't even just you know sort of one actor to another it was he was a guy he was a real guy yes, yes. and uh I agree with that. it's it's sad i miss my friend christoph yes i miss him too i think we talked a few months ago and i, and I was gonna have him on my show and yeah. it didn't work out but it's but he's i heard you say when he talked to you you know he was present and he's yes. talking to you yeah much like you you're just saying oh, you're the same thank way you. i appreciate that it's all it's all see it's all the success x factor x it's all it's all about the x factor it really is and i i'm glad you chose that as the thing because I, I now i'm really feeling it about people I'm like oh, i know people who have the x factor right? and i, I and who thank are you. not I famous appreciate that. and I, I have to get it in there thank you so much because yeah. you graciously wrote yes. uh, a, bur- a blurb that would be on the book and you know i really appreciate that that was very kind of you to do yeah. that yeah well, like i said when i call you ask the phone when you call I ask absolutely the phone. i'm do. here for you man i'm here for you too and now, i want to give a shot because he when i was going through my stuff as you guys know my bell's palsy stuff he did check on me and ask me how i was doing and when i was gone you were like when you come back to town let's get together yep. so i'm just telling you people and there are people in hollywood who are actually are really nice <laughs> I mean, we, get, we get a bad we get a bad rap but you know, a bad I, rap. I, I have this theory about people in hollywood i think if, if you're if, if if you're cool and you become successful you know you stay cool if you're an asshole and you become successful you become a bigger asshole that's so, right, kids. You know, I'm with that. And one. I can't wait to become a bigger asshole in this business. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Back the truck up and bring the money. <laughs> That's right. You know, just throw it at me, and then we'll see what right, happens. Yeah. Right, throw it at me, see what happens. Success Factor X is the book. Inspiration, wisdom, and advice from 50 of America's best, and they really, I mean, they really are some great people in here. And it's Jill Lieberman and Sean Kane, and they're in here, and I'm so happy. It's pre-order on Amazon right Amazon. now. Amazon.com. Yeah. So you can go there and pre-order yeah. it. Please get it. And, and I, I want to say this, though. Uh, a portion of the, uh, the profits are going to the American Red Cross. And they do so much good work in so many places uh, of the world that, um, you know. And we needed it recently here with the yeah, fires not so long absolutely. ago. We did. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. recently. Yes, it really people, hits home. Yeah. Ooh, people lost their homes and stuff. That People we know lost people their lost homes. Lost their lives. Uh, yes. It was like, it's very, I've been in a fire, so I know what it feels like to lose stuff. It's not good. So they it's do terrible. great. They do. They do great work. They right. really do. So that's that's a great thing. And then it'll be released um, May. It's going to be released. April. It's going to be re- no May fifteenth. May fifteenth. That's right. May fifteenth. And Jill and I are going to be going around uh, doing book signings at different uh, stores across good. the country. So good. if you if you follow me on Twitter uh, or Instagram, um, we'll be sure to to let you know where we're going to be. 
Follow him. He has, he has lots of inspirational stuff. He's out there sweating from doing his karate. I'm sweating right now, man. I, I know. It's, 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 <laughs> I feel like it's Florida in here right now at the moment. I'm wearing a sweater. Uh, but I wanted to match the you know the thing, so that's how we do here in Hollywood. But thanks for being on the show. James, thank you so much. Always. Really always, 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 always. Thank always, you always. all. Thank you for, for yes. watching. Yes. Get the books. Success Factor X. Get it. Get out there where books are sold or books online. However you want to get it, just get it to you. Um, James Lott Jr., of course, you can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on iTunes under Book Circle Online. Um, and this, like I said, this interview will probably be on top of the list. And then we have a Twitter page, which is Book Circle On. So there's no line in part of the sentence. It's Book Circle On. And then on Instagram and Facebook, we're Book Circle Online. You can also follow there for updates on what's going on on Book Circle Online. And you can follow my page. I have a podcast myself called In Between the Pages with James Lott Jr. It's not dirty. Um, <laughs> it's, I talk to authors. And I actually have an episode that came out today that's with a, a copywriter who talks about that every great ad begins with great copy. Mm. And his name, is, his name is Eddie, and he's on there. You can, you can find that on iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, and iTunes. Follow me in that page, on I, in between the pages with James Lott Jr. It's on Facebook. Go there. I, I love books. I'm all about books. I'm all about writing. Uh, and then my latest book, of course, is out, which is out. And you, get, you, know, you go to Amazon and figure it out. But we're, we're supporting this book today, The Success Factor X. And I'm James Lott Jr. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go out there and read. I was going to tell you, why. go out there and read. Reading it's fundamental. Is, it's fundamental. No, I was going to say that. To you. I was just going to say that. <laughs> reading is fundamental. But reading is good, folks. And books are in. Books have not gone anywhere. People right. are reading. So go out there and continue reading. And we'll see you next time here on Book Circle Online. Thank you very much. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>